Today on the Mint to Bloom podcast, we have a very special guest. We have Lindsay Turner, who is a behavioral analyst, and she specializes in helping kids potty train, among many other behavioral type things. She has a brand new course coming out that entails everything you need to know about potty training from start to finish and troubleshooting all the difficult areas. We have her with us today to talk a little bit about what's in this course and getting started with potty training. You're going to find some reassurance that you're doing a great job, mama. All kids are different and give yourself grace. But let's talk about maybe why some things are not working and sometimes accidents are okay. Sometimes you need a little bit additional help. Please join us for this conversation. Hey, beautiful. I've been thinking about you. You put a lot of pressure on yourself, don't you? You try to do your best, but feel like it's just never quite enough, right? I see you, but I've got a secret and I'm going to shout it from the rooftops. You're doing a great job, mama. You're more than enough for those kids of yours. And you're on your path to discovering that you're meant to bloom. And I can't wait to watch. Motherhood is supposed to be fun. Motherhood is a beautiful adventure. I'm here to help you learn to embrace the ease and the joy so that you can make space in your mom life for all you've ever wanted. Welcome into the Meant to Bloom podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Clarkson. Hi, Lindsay. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Mental Bloom podcast. Can I get you to introduce yourself? Yes. Thank you for having me. Um, my name is Lindsay and um, on Instagram, you can find me at life underscore through the lens and it's L-I-N-D-S. Um, so I am creating a course on potty training and uh, I have overall about a decade of experience with working with children, uh, most of it working with children on the spectrum. Uh, I do have a two-year-old of my own and then um, I'm, it's a unique situation, but I'm raising my brother-in-law as well. He is on the spectrum. Uh, he's a teenager. Um, so I've been working with kids for about a decade in applied behavior analysis. Uh, and that is essentially the study of behavior. And that includes human behavior, animal behavior, just behavior as a whole. And one of the things we highly and heavily focus on is how to teach new behaviors. Um, and potty training is one of those new behaviors. You know, you don't come out of the womb knowing how to go potty in the toilet. So it's one of those things that's tricky. And having had the experience of potty training multiple kids in the past and multiple kids with different um, abilities has given me really good insight into the troubleshooting of what goes into potty training. Awesome. I am so excited for this new course to come out. This is going to be such a great help to so many moms out there who have no idea where to begin. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. You can spend hours scouring the internet for this kind of information. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so let's talk potty training. 
Um, start at the beginning. When do we know the kid is ready? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there's a couple of things that I always like to start right off the bat with is just reassuring parents that society as a whole has a general idea of when a child should be potty trained. And one thing for us to keep in mind is that every single person is different. So just because some kid is ready at two does not mean that your kid will be ready at two. And really it, most research studies recently have shown um, that kids are actually more successful when you start between the ages of three to four. And that's because societal pressures in the past have said, you know, for one, you don't want to keep buying diapers or pull-ups. So you cut costs if you do it sooner. Um, two, you also, on top of that, have our generation of parents and grandparents before them who were mm -hmm. very much into, they need to do it by the time they're two. Um, and that was just part of the culture then. And really, we are in a much different time now. We, a lot of moms are working and, you know, we're not home 40 hours a week or um, all, have all that time. So there's a lot of different factors that play into those societal pressures. Um, but things to really consider is what is working for your child and if you see those milestones developing and those starting points, then you'll know that they're ready to start potty training, regardless of age. Awesome. Yes, everyone is so different. I, you sparked my thought there with the generational type of a divide. Yeah, I've definitely noticed it's like moms closer to my age are like fine with you know, like I know plenty of other like three, four-year-olds that aren't potty trained yet. Mm -hmm. And then when you start talking to someone older, they're like, oh, your kid's, your kid's three and they're not potty trained yet. Right. And it's like, oh, I didn't know they were supposed to be. I know. I know. Even my That's own mom. Two. I mean, yes. I remembered my son, James, he turned two and she was like, okay, it's time. Do it now. He turned two. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, okay. He isn't showing me that he's ready. Um, he, so some of the things that you look for for those readiness signs are a form of communication. Um, so if your child does have communication delays, whether it's speech or um, you know, pulling you to where they need to go, if their speech is delayed, do they have some way to tell you, look, I'm trying to take you here. This is what I need. Um, so some form of communication, because otherwise they won't be able to tell you when they do need to go. Um, having that bodily awareness. Um, so do they look at down when they go pee? Do they um, touch their diaper? Do they try to take it off? Do they um, kind of like squirm around and wiggle? And you're like, oh, it's happening. I can totally tell by their body language. Um, or are they just completely blank? Um, and that's kind of where James was at around two. He was playing and I would have to check him to see if he was wet because I mm -hmm. couldn't tell and he wasn't acting any different. And, you know, I would go over and he would have a big poop and just <laughs> plain couldn't care less. Uh, so that's a sign to look for that bodily awareness. 
Um, and then another thing that I don't feel like I have seen much re you know, talk about in different potty training resources is just what happens when you put them on the toilet. So if you're like a great starting point is to test that out is, Hey, we're about to take a bath. You're going to take all your clothes off anyway. We're not going to go out of routine to do this whole toilet mm -hmm. thing. No pressure before bath time. We're going to sit on the toilet and just see what happens. If you put their little body up there on the toilet and they just go rigid, you know how when they do that, like push out when you're trying to uh -huh. get them in the car seat, they won't even sit. Um, then you know, okay, this is a foreign object to them. We need to try to teach them that this thing is not going to hurt them first, way before mm -hmm. we even get into potty training. Um, you know, but if they're just sitting there happy-go-lucky, then you're like, all right, cool. They don't mind sitting here. This, this might go well. Um, so those are just a few of the things that I'll go over in the course too, just looking for those readiness signs and then potential things that you can do if you aren't seeing those. Awesome, yeah. Yeah, I've noticed my kids will like my youngest, he just turned two and he will climb up on the potty every time he's about to get in the bath. He'll climb back mm -hmm. on it after he gets out of the bath. And like, he's starting to pull on his diaper every time he's peeing. And I'm right. like, do you want to get on the potty? And he's like, no. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, he's very defiant about using like the downstairs toilet. Like I will, mm. I will go at bath time. That's it. Right. Yeah. Like, and okay, that's a well, good first step. Getting closer, but we're not. Yes. We're not doing that yet. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, so should we talk maybe about incentives? How do incentives yes. work? How should we introduce an incentive for potty training? Yes. If the kids so okay is okay sitting there. Yeah, this is a huge, huge part of the course because when we're looking at behavior analysis and teaching new learned behaviors, um, you always look at reinforcement and so reinforcement is like an incentive essentially if you do the behavior then there is reinforcement available and you want to always make sure that it comes immediately after the behavior that you're looking for um, and also that they are motivated so that's some other stuff we'll go over in the courses motivation the value of what it is that you're using so um, one of the best ways to describe motivation is if you are sitting on your couch drinking water, then someone offers you water. You're like, no, thanks. I have that and I've been drinking it for the last hour. I'm good. If you're running a marathon and someone offers you water, you're like, um, yes, please. So the value of something, um, you know, if you're using like iPad or M&Ms or chips as an incentive um, to sit on the toilet or to go pee or have a bowel movement, but they have free access to all of those things, they're probably not super motivated. Um, so we'll talk in depth about that and how to do that during that step-by-step -step potty training process that's in the course. Um, I have two different approaches basically um, set up in the course and We'll talk about how to use those incentives in 
each of the steps. Um, yeah, we had quite an adventure with incentives. Um, mm -hmm. Going through this with my oldest, who's now five. Um, like he teased us so much with potty training because he'd start to get <laughs> yeah. it. He'd start to get excited about it. And then he would just be like, no, I don't care anymore. Like we tried mm -hmm. small candies like Skittles or M&Ms. And then he'd be like, no, like I've, right. I've gone to the bathroom like five times today. I'm done. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. I don't need and anymore. So, right. We tried, like, we tried little toy dinosaurs and little toy cars and stuff. And he'd be excited uh -huh. at first. And then he's like, well, I have a handful of them now. So no. Exactly. No, um, yep. What ended up being the thing, because I was like, well, if I take something away, he'll want to, but I don't want to make like right. potty training this bad thing and be like punishing him mm -hmm. for accidents or not using the toilet. Right. And then finally what helped and worked and got him to use the toilet was realizing, mm -hmm. well, there's kind of a loophole here that I can use. Mm -hmm. He can either listen or he can lose it. I'm not making him use the toilet, but I'm saying, okay, you're going to pause watching TV and you're going to walk to the bathroom. Right. If you're in there and you need to go, you can go. Otherwise you can come back and watch more TV, but we're going to pause the TV. Right. Whether, you know, you go or not, like we're pausing it mm -hmm. and you're going to, yeah. you're going to have the opportunity. You're not going to just tell me, no, I'm not going to listen. Right. right. I say, you're going to, exactly. you're going to meet me in this room. You're going to meet me in this room. <laughs> Yes. And that is definitely in the course as well, as far as how do we get them to leave those things that they love doing? Mm -hmm. Because really one of the hardest parts, and I experienced this when I did finally do potty training with James is, you know, kids love to play. That is their life. So when you're like, Hey, let's go to this other room where there's a sink and a toilet and no toys. They're like, um, I think not. How about let's not, not go in there. <laughs> um, so yeah, what do you do when they're having those meltdowns of, I'm in the middle of something, I'm not gonna leave right now. Um, and we'll go through that too. A lot of it is prepping them, uh, making it very, aware and very obvious what is going to happen and what's expected during that time and then adding incentives for that too um so really just throwing all the teaching in uh with every single step of the body training process you'd think it would be so many less steps for us adults it just seems like so many less steps to use the toilet yes <laughs> yeah and in itself for us, we're like, okay, I have things to do going to the bathroom. Like, I, let's just get it over with, you know? Right. And for kids, they're like, they haven't experienced that yet. It's all just brand new. So they're like, wait, I need to do this. Why? Cause peeing in my diaper is way more convenient. Right. Uh -huh. For you kid, for you. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait to not be involved in anyone's like toilet business. I know. <laughs> I do it every single day though, regardless of being home or at the clinic I work at. So oh, I'm yeah. always in potty, potty business. Yeah. Um, okay. So for all the moms out there who are already like potty training and things aren't going super great, like, or maybe things are going great. Let's just ask, 
like when do we count a kid as like actually potty trained like when do they cross that into like we're potty trained but maybe we stop accidents like when can we say that a kid is like they're toilet trained right um I feel like it is probably a different definition for different people honestly um I think that you're um you know, your current developmental level depends on that, as well as, you know, your skill level and what you're capable of doing at that current moment. Um, But also making sure too, if you are seeing continuous accidents to always go seek that medical assistance. Um, We talked a little bit beforehand about, you know, potentially going to a urologist. So if you have a child who is um, there at the point where all day long, they're requesting to go to the bathroom, they're leaving their toys, you faded out all of the reinforcement and potting in itself is essentially reinforcing because they're not wet. So you've faded out all the reinforcers um, and I'll explain how to do that in my course as well. And they just go when they need to go and you might give them a cool high five, but they, you know, just go back to what they're doing. They might still be in pull-ups um, like at bedtime because that does come a little bit later in age. But personally, I would consider a kid mostly potty trained when they are um able to go without that heavy reinforcement, which is more naturally occurring reinforcement. Um, And then having occasional accidents is pretty typical. It is hard to leave the fun stuff you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just impulse control as well. And that's just part of being a kid. Um, But probably closer to age, you know, five, I would say is when you're definitely wanting to reach out and see, okay, is there some medical thing that we need to look into like bladder contraction? Um, I've had some kids in the past, you know, that they're, yes, they were getting a signal to their brain that they did need to go potty, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't a strong enough contraction for them to alert to it and for their body to go, oh, I need to go to the bathroom right now. Um, so closer to age, you know, five is where you'll want to maybe seek out that medical assistance. Um, now I will say if you are, if you have a child that is around like three, between the three and four year, and you are still at that first step and they have no bodily awareness yet whatsoever. Um, and then you notice other things like they are very frequently wet. So instead of having a wet diaper, you know, every two to three hours, like a child would, they're wet every single hour of the day, you're changing a wet diaper. And they don't alert to that wetness, even at a younger age, I would consider Mm -hmm. going to um, a urologist because that in itself might be delaying you from doing potty training Um, But that's not something that a behavioral intervention would necessarily help with. That's something that you should look at the medical side of things. Right. Mm -hmm. Awesome. That makes so much sense. Um, (laughs) 
So yeah, I mean, I guess you covered a lot of those questions that I had for you. Um, is there anything else about this new potty training course that you want to tell us all about? Um, it's just exciting. I mean, I haven't put out a course yet at all. Um, there's so many things about teaching new behaviors that um, you really do need to observe that specific person to come up with an intervention. But because pottying is something that is done over and over and over um, with so many different kids. And I've had that experience, luckily, to be able to do it with different um, children on different levels of development. Um, it is something that I'm excited to put all that knowledge I have out there. Um, you know, the troubleshooting part of the course, I think is probably my favorite. And then just explaining behavioral principles um, like reinforcement, uh, motivation, and then fading that reinforcement. Because one of the things too that happens really frequently is I will have parents say, hey, you know, I we're doing this, it's going so well, but the second I took away you know, whatever it was they're using, the M&Ms, they stopped going. It's like, man, that to go from a hundred to zero is really hard. Um, so just understanding and learning about the behavioral principles behind a new behavior and establishing a new behavior and how to fade that reinforcement out systematically, I think helps so much because it's not just knowledge that, um, is given and you know there's no like here's parenting 101 which right. i live um you know so i'm excited to have all that information out for you guys and um yeah you guys anyone interested in learning more about the potty training course they can look me up on instagram um i also have a website too that if you're wanting to receive emails uh, I'll be honest, I have not even sent one yet. I'm not a big emailer, blogger person. So if you yeah. sign up for emails, you might get one once every couple months, just about upcoming new stuff. Um, just the important stuff. Yeah. But if you sign up for emails, you'll be on there. You'll always see when I have like a freebie come up or a, this course will be my first one, but I plan to make more courses. Um just about behavior and parenting. Yeah, that is awesome. I cannot wait for this to be out there. I know. Um, it's gonna be such a big help to so many moms yes. sitting in the same boat struggling with yeah. all the potty accidents. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming on the Mental Bloom podcast today. Yes. This was a great conversation. Yeah, I can't wait for everyone you. to hear it. Thank you. Yeah. And just some encouragement too for everyone. I've been doing this for a long time. And when I probably trained my own kid, still hard. Yeah, still hard. Uh, give yourself grace and time to process. You can do it. Thanks so much for listening to the Mental Bloom podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, I mean, you're still here listening, aren't you? Please, please, please help other moms to find this episode by leaving a review, liking the show notes link in the description, 
or share on Instagram and tag me at Brittany underscore the happy mom. And don't forget, there's a special freebie for you in the description of this episode. Thank you so much.